Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting and hosted by my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to provide you with practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can find show notes for the podcast over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. We're so glad you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Luke Swanson podcast with your host, Luke Swanson. (laughs) Just kidding. But hi, everyone. Today, me and my mom are switching roles with the mics. And I'm going to be interviewing her for a fun event coming up here in a couple days. Mm. It's my mom's birthday. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a Q&A episode, a little rapid fire questions, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So mom, where did we get these questions from? Yeah. Good question. I have been gathering these questions for a few weeks here. Some have come through email, some came on social media, and I just grabbed a few of them, printed them out. So Luke is seeing them for the first time here. And uh, excited to dive in. Some are a little bit more serious, parenting questions and that kind of thing. And others are a little more fun. So Awesome. I'm ready when you are. Well, this isn't exactly on the list, but I'm curious. What birthday are we (laughs) celebrating here? You had to ask. (laughs) Thanks, Luke. So this is one of those birthdays that just doesn't feel right. So I don't know, but I'm turning, I'm trying to catch up with your dad is what I like to say, because we were both born in 1970, which means if you do the math, apparently we are both 50 this year. Wow. And I'm sure everybody says it, but I just don't feel like I could be 50. I feel like there's a miscalculation. Oh, thanks Luke. But I'm trying to age gracefully. I'm trying to just embrace it (laughs) and go with it Awesome. and not cry too much. What are you going to be doing for your birthday? Yeah, I'm super excited. In fact, by the time this episode comes out, I should be in Santa Barbara, California with your big brothers. Whoa, that'll be fun. Yep, I'm going to be visiting them at college and I'm meeting my parents there. So it's also my mom's birthday week and we will be hanging out, eating a lot of food, doing some shopping, visiting the boys. (laughs) And over the weekend on my actual birthday, which is October 23rd, I will be hopefully along with a lot of the listeners watching the Perfectly Imperfect Parenting event online. And yes, I'm a speaker in that event, but there are so many great speakers. I can't wait to be watching. And 
Is it okay if I just tell people where to get tickets? Totally. Okay. If you want to get tickets, if you haven't yet, please go over to boymom.perfectlyimperfect.org and you can get a ticket. Once you get your ticket, you'll have to the end of 2020 to watch all the speakers, but um, they all open up on October 23rd. So it's kind of a fun way to celebrate my birthday. Awesome. That'll be fun to hear yourself, I'm sure. Well, I don't know if I'll be (laughs) able to watch myself. I'm going to watch everybody else. Awesome. Yes. Well, I guess let's just dive right into it. Okay. Question number one. What do you recommend for teaching Bible studies with little boys, five and under? Five and under. Okay. When they're little, you don't need to do too much. Don't make it too complicated. So I encourage you to just read stories from the Bible, even tell stories from the Bible. Um, I do love the Jesus storybook. Great one for little kids. And, uh, you know, I always refer to Deuteronomy chapter six, where it just talks about teaching God's commands as you go through your day, as you walk along the street, when you get up, when you lie down. So the more naturally you can bring prayer and God's word into your day, the better when kids are little. Awesome. I was just going to add, I think me and my brothers watched many, many, many hours (laughs) of Veggie Tales. Oh, yeah, totally. I feel like that was a large part of our childhood (laughs) and just all the fun stories. It's kind of just taking all the key Bible stories throughout the Bible and kind of putting a spin on them and -hmm. and then um, making them fun for kids. Totally. I'm so glad you added that. That's super fun. And you can find those online and there's so many good ones. Yeah, Yeah. Awesome. All right. Number two. Ideas for preschool boys to participate in a form of compassion, charity, or giving. Oh boy, preschool, another young, young question. When they're real little, yeah, it can be a little challenging, but I think there's things you can do. So I'm going to try to remember. I know when you boys were little, one thing I tried to be consistent about is we had a monthly food distribution. Mm, You remember? Yeah. Yeah. And so I could take all the boys and like just have them package apples, like, okay, eight apples in a bag. And I would help them count them out. And, you know, they probably didn't do a ton of work, but just seeing that there were people packaging things and they were to serve the homeless and the needy and just being a part of that and talking about it and praying for the people that we served. I think that was a great way to teach kids to serve others. And then so many things you do already, you can just talk to your kids about it and bring them into it. Like if you are baking or cooking a meal for a widow or somebody in need, somebody who's just came out of the hospital, maybe talk to your kids about it, let them get in the kitchen and help. Mm -hmm. And maybe they can draw a picture, send something in the mail. Yeah. I was just going to add, like you said, going to the food distribution, just seeing the homeless people there that were in need and Mm -hmm. seeing people that didn't get the same treatment that me and my brothers did growing up. And, um, Noticing them and seeing that, you know, it's it's something that we should do to help them out and be looking out for them. Right. And probably just opened your eyes yep. to what's out there. Totally. And yep. then also, I think we sponsored kids through oh, yes. like Compassion International, World Vision, and totally. having you guys draw little pictures. Mm, that was a lot of fun. Put packages together. Yep. Yeah. Writing little messages, saying mm-hmm. hi and how are you doing. And yeah really just opened up our mind for sure. Yeah. I think when you're intentional, when you're thinking about it, there's a lot you can do to bring little kids in, Totally, it, it's easy to forget. So make, you know, remind yourself somehow and you can find little things to do. Just praying for people throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Next question. My 12 year old has recently withdrawn a lot. He spends mm-hmm. most of his free time in his room and never wants to spend time with the rest of us. When we talk, he acts annoyed and rolls his eyes. Do you have any suggestions for how I might connect with him? Whoa, that's gnarly. Yeah, that's a sad one. But unfortunately, it's when I hear from a lot of parents, as boys hit those tween and teenage years, some of the time they tend to pull away and they want to spend their days 
playing video games or, you know, online away from the family. And so this is where I give a little tough love. And I just want to remind parents that, you know what, as long as those kids are in your home, as long as you are their parent, you really, I'm going to encourage you to be the parent and to set some rules and boundaries. You don't have to let your son go to his room every time he wants to. You don't have to let him play endless video games. And so I encourage you to set some limits, have some boundaries. You can tell that kid, come on out. You're going to spend time with the family now. And of course, I encourage you to make it fun, have a happy home so you can play games, go outside, go for a walk, do things that really include him and give him some meaning and purpose, you know, some work to do maybe. Certainly you don't have to let him do whatever he wants to and you can set him up for success by pulling him out of his room. Yep, yep. I was just going to add for a lot of teenagers, middle schoolers, really any kids that are living in the same household as their parents, as much as we'll try not to accept it or say it, it, it feels good to have someone telling you what to do because... Mm-hmm. Whether we'll admit it or not, when you just do everything your own way, you start to fall into a slump. You really realize that you don't really know what to do. You don't really know what's best for you. But, you know, when your parents come along and tell you whether it's whether it has to be a little bit rough or if it's gentle, just knowing that someone's there to look out for you and tell you what to do. It's it's a it's a good feeling of security. I'm so glad you said that, Luke. I love that. In fact, <laughs> once again, at the Perfectly Imperfect Parenting event that I'm speaking on, um, the title of my message is What Your Sons Need Most From You Now, uh, referring to now in this crazy time in our world. But one of my points in that talk is that, yes, that kids actually feel more secure when you give them boundaries because they want to know that someone in this world knows what's right and wrong because even if they act like they know, they really don't. And and when you show them that you have confidence in what's okay and what's not okay, it actually makes them happier. They feel more secure. So I'm glad you said that, Luke. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Next question, moving right on. How do you handle boys and wrestling slash (laughs) roughhousing? Oh, Luke. (laughs) You know what? I think it's part of raising boys. I think, you know, I was raised with brothers and now I have boys. So I think I've just gotten used to it. Maybe if you weren't raised with boys and you're not used to it, I'm going to say you just got to embrace it, right? Yeah. I I think there's a healthy balance between (laughs) having pure aggression and wanting to just beat your brother up (laughs) versus just, you know. For having sure. a little fun because I think I yes. mean, it's just a fun release. and Yes, you can cross the line for sure. You don't want yeah. kids like actually hurting each other. But no. I think that letting them have some fun as long as it's done in fun. Yeah, I think I think it can be healthy. A little competitive spirit. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just give them a padded room. Make sure they're in a safe place. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, moving right on. How do you keep your toddlers in their beds? <laughs> Oh, man, we've got some memories of your little brother, don't we, Luke? Oh, yeah, late nights or, uh, oh, or middle of the nights waking yeah. up. <laughs> that, I wish there was an easy answer for this one. If there was, I could make a million dollars. But I think that um, my older boys, this just I think this is a personality thing. It is very much kid by kid, case by case, because my older boys just this wasn't an issue. But yeah, number four, he challenged us for a few years. I don't think we came up with an easy answer. I think he just kind of outgrew it eventually. And Luke was his roommate, so poor 
Luke. I'm yeah, sorry, Luke. Memories. But I will say something I've heard more recently that I would recommend is some parents use an audiobook, put set kids up with an audiobook using a device or I don't know if Alexa, if you can do something like that. But then you can tell your child to stay in their bed until the story is complete. And oftentimes they fall asleep before the story is complete. And so I think that's a good way to soothe them mm. and give them something to look forward to and enjoy as they're falling asleep. Is that That's cool? Nice. Yeah, That's I kind awesome. of wish I had that back then. Yeah, I think that <laughs> would have been a fun, a fun uh, tool. To use. Yeah, you actually do that now, don't you, Luke? You oh, listen yes. to audiobooks. I love listening to audiobooks before going to bed. And you I like set a timer, right? So oh, yeah, see? exactly. There you can you set go. a timer on it. Stops right when you fall asleep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next question is not exactly a question I would have thought of first. <laughs> okay. But it looks like someone is curious how your bang grow out process is going. <laughs> Actually, a few people sent that one in and I totally appreciate it. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> yeah, so for almost the first time in my life, like I've tried a couple times, but I am growing out my bangs and I announced it on Instagram last summer. I actually took like a vote and Instagram said, yeah, go for it. What's there to lose? You know, 2020 is so bad already. Just go for it. <laughs> so I'm officially in the awkward stage where I have to clip my bangs over. But I have to say I have like some hope. I think it's going to be okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. I think I think for me and my bros, it was a little bit weird, right? different seeing you yeah. trying something else. But they, they were totally anti. They're like, you can't do that, mom. <laughs> you can't change your look. <laughs> After all these years. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I committed to a year. So Whoa. I have to stick with it now. All right. Well, <laughs> next question. Please share more about my boys, your boys, I mm, guess. Yeah. How they handled friendship, loneliness in middle school. Mm, yeah. I actually love to talk about this because I think it's something so many parents see in their kids. And I just want to encourage parents, more your older brothers, Luke, than you. Mm -hmm. I, I think different kids just kind of grow up with a different crew of kids in their community. Luke just happens to have a pretty good little pack of friends and I'm thankful for that. But his older brothers kind of hit a stage around middle school where a, a lot of the kids they had grown up with were starting to make some bad choices and get into some trouble. And my boys didn't want to compromise and go that direction, but that left them oftentimes lonely. And it, it broke my heart, of course, and it was a hard season for them. And through that time, we really did just have some open conversations. We talked a lot. I tried to encourage them, tell them to just keep doing the right things and that in time they would find good friends. And really the best advice I have, what they did was they just started investing their time in things that really helped them grow as people. And that was a time where one of my sons started playing guitar. Another one got really into photography. You know, they started reading books and writing stories. And I think it really was a huge growing time for them. And then sure enough, by the time they were a little bit older, they did have some good friends. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It took some patience though. Yeah, I mean, for me, just I think my older brothers were just such a big influence because mm. um, although I've been a little more maybe lucky than them with finding a really good core group of friends just over the years, I've never really had to just bank anything too much on my friendships because mm. I watched my older brothers grow mm. so strong independently and becoming really just strong men. Mm -hmm. And they didn't they didn't necessarily need a lot of friends to do that. They had solid relationships with their parents and God, and they were just growing a lot of character. So I was always like, man, look, they're doing really successful and they didn't need to have like a ton of friends. So why should I be so worried about having a super core group of friends, Yeah, which I've been really lucky to have. But right, right. I think that's just 
they've been super inspiring and influential to me in that way. Yeah, I love that. And now, of course, they're in college and they're like, they have so many (laughs) friends. I'm like, oh, this is what you've been waiting for. But yeah, it can be really tough. So I just encourage parents to keep talking to your child, keep listening, keep encouraging them, you know. I think we, Dad and I were pretty fun to hang out with, so we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't they didn't suffer too much, but <laughs> it can be tough. But you're not alone. Like the more I've shared that story, the more I've heard from other parents who say, "Oh my goodness, my son or daughter went through the same thing." So be encouraged. You're not alone. Yep, totally. Next question: Did you ever resort to spanking as a form of discipline? And why do you laugh, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> I think resort is a funny choice of words. In our situation. Did we start with spanking, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I do want to be careful on this one. It can be a very hot topic. Spanking, uh, and I talk about it in Boy Mom and in my character training course as well, but I do believe that spanking done right, done well, done in love is biblical and very effective. I think that little kids learn through cause and effect. And so again, when it's done right, spanking is is an excellent form of discipline. Now, of course, if you have abuse in your background, if you've got any kind of issues, you want to handle this one carefully. But I found that my greatest regrets were the times I didn't discipline my kids. And instead I let things build up and I ended up exploding in anger and yelling. And, you know, I think that did more damage than any good spankings I gave. Mm. I think the key is just doing it out of love, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people think that it's abusive or super over the top and messed up. But I really do believe that disciplining out of love is just kind of what has built all great men to be who they are. Mm. I like that. And you don't, you're not in therapy yet or anything, right? No, not at all. <laughs> I think it's only it's only helped me. Yeah, he's always like, you should spank Levi more. Yeah, <laughs> in no. fact, I will say that the older boys, you know, I disciplined a lot when they were little. By the time they were in elementary, middle school age, really, I didn't need to do a whole lot. Whereas with my fourth son, I think I've been busier and I didn't discipline so much. And so we've had to work a little harder. Anyways, <laughs> work in progress. All right, moving right on. Yes. Do you miss having babies more or less then you are glad you don't need to change diapers and buckle car seats. <laughs> That's a great question. I'm right in the middle. I think there were a couple of years where I was like, oh, I'm so glad no diapers. And, you know, those years are exhausting. They are draining. But now it's been long enough that I'm, I think maybe I'm starting to get the, the grandma itch. Like I'm starting to get ready for <laughs> one of your older brothers to grow Whoa. up and that's some, a weird thought. <laughs> I know, right? I'm excited. I love when I see a baby now. I just like, oh, I just want to hold it. <laughs> I love babies now more than ever, I think. So, yeah, I'm in the middle. Awesome. I'm moving on to some Hawaii questions. Okay. These are fun. <laughs> First one is Did you ever quit sweating so much in Hawaii as you acclimated? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we got air conditioning finally. I think that's the key. Recently. Recently. There was there was a long yeah. period of time. Totally. We <laughs> went many sweaty, sleepless nights. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, Hawaii is not as humid as some places in the world. No. I, I, think, I think right when you land on the plane here, you kind of walk into a little wave, but mm-hmm. I think for everyone, it kind of goes away really quickly and mm. you're just, you know, when it's hot, it's hot. And Yeah. Yeah. It can be, it can get muggy, but yeah, fans, lots of fans. Yep. And then eventually we got air conditioning, which makes a huge difference. Oh, that's amazing. Next question. Is island fever a thing for you anymore? <laughs> I, it wasn't ever a thing. Yeah, Luke, what do you say anyone. to that? I mean, yeah. In my, I, I, I grew up here, and unlike you, but for me, this is home, and so... I think the idea behind island fever is you just want to get off a rock because you feel like you're stranded, but 
I always tell people, I kind of want to be stranded here because it's like my home. It's, <laughs> it's where my be. friends are. It's where my surfing is and yes. all that. Right. Good answer. I think I think that maybe during the pandemic, I felt rock fever for like the first time because I felt like I couldn't go anywhere. But normally, we're only a five-hour flight from the West Coast where most of our friends and family on the mainland are. So I don't think I've felt, as long as I know I can go, I yep. don't think it's an issue. Yep. Until I didn't think I could go. <laughs> that was a little bit scary. <laughs> but we're opening up again now, and that's why I get to go to California. Awesome. Yeah. Next and final question. How to get over the fear of ocean for a mainlander? <laughs> I still have a, a fear question. of the ocean. Yep. I and think... that's, that's a good thing, I think. Yes. Yes. Do you have a fear of the ocean, Luke? Yes. I have, I have a bigger fear than probably <laughs> most people that have been in the ocean do. You have I, reason I'm... to fear. Yes, exactly. I think, yeah, I think... For mainlanders or just anyone traveling from across the world to come here, it's just really important for everyone to have a proper fear of the ocean and respect. everything they can do. Respect, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, there's definitely, you can become used to and handle certain conditions, but it should never be a thing where you go, oh, I can do this. I should probably be able to do that too and go right. be in these bigger waves or stronger current. It's just... yeah. Something you got to really ease into. You don't want to be one of those tourists they catch on video. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's getting no, crushed. No way. Yeah, Luke surfs in massive waves and in places where the reef is like inches underneath the surface. So <laughs> he, if anyone, and you know, there are some sharks out there. Yeah, there is, there so is some. You have to be careful, but I, I do still kind of wimp out when I get in the waves. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luke, there's actually one more question is on the back. question here? I, I, I promise I didn't mean to put it on the back, but oh, it did turn out to be on the back. Oh, we got a funny one here. <laughs> <laughs> this question is, my daughter has a crush on Luke. <laughs> what do you suggest if she wants to meet him? Oh, Luke, this sounds like it's for you. <laughs> I've heard this more than once, I promise. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm happy to meet anyone, but... Oh, he's happy to meet anyone. I'm so happy why to don't you share your Instagram everyone. account, Luke? Yes, I think that's where I'll go to. My Instagram account, username is Luke Swanson underscore, and that is closely monitored by my parents. I was going to say, so. yes, we, we do check that often, so... That's all I'll say is mom and dad read his Instagram yep. messages. <laughs> exactly. But that's fun. I like that. Luke's a great kid. And I think that is covers that it. Up. Well, <laughs> there are more questions, but I just grabbed enough to cover in one episode. I would love to do more Q&A episodes in the future. It's been yeah. a while since we've done one. And uh, if you have questions for myself or Luke, you can send them in and you can email them to aloha at monicaswanson.com. And Luke, any final words from you? Thank you and happy birthday. Oh, well, thank you, Luke. I appreciate you being on with me and I love all your little bit of wisdom you added as well. And I want to thank everybody for just being a part of this community. You guys bless me all the time. Again, I hope you can be a part of the Perfectly Imperfect event. And if you haven't left a rating or review, you can do that for my birthday. And little birthday present. Little birthday <laughs> present, yeah. Okay, well, thanks, guys, for being here. All right, see you guys on the next episode of the Luke Swanson Podcast. <laughs>